Hello, and welcome to the Music Teacher Coffee Talk podcast. I'm Carrie. And I'm Tanya. We're both elementary music teachers who love to talk shop, preferably over a steaming cup of coffee. This is episode number 38. Today we're talking about our summer schemes and dreams. We'll also share a work smarter, not harder teacher tip. And in our CODA section, we'll give some specific recommendations of our favorite things in and out of the music room. So grab your beverage of choice and let's get started. And it's time for our segment known as highs and lows. Uh, so what's happening at school, Carrie? You got a high or a low? I guess it's it's kind of both. I say that every time now, but it's more of a low than a high in my brain right now. So I had that moment where um, I counted how many more classes I have before the end of the school I, year. I try not to do that till we're in May. Well, no, no, no. I don't like put it on the board. Like this is just for my planning purposes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like how many more times am I going to see each yeah, class? Yeah, but you're not like walking around or hanging out in the student no. in the teacher lounge going, hey, did no. you know there's... <clears throat> Okay. No, not at all. I'll, um, so, no, it's just for planning purposes. How yeah. many more times will I see each class? Right. And then I had that moment of, oh, my goodness gracious. Like, how did I get to this point where I have so much to do and so little time? Uh-huh. So it's that combination of I'm so happy for summer and I'm so excited for that. I just love being home with my kids mm-hmm. and doing all the things we're going to talk about in our podcast today. Yes. But then also feeling like, oh, man, I got behind in some grades more and of course, the grade that I feel like I'm most behind with right now is fourth grade. And that's the one that I chose for my IEG, my indiv- right. in, what is educa- it individual Eff- educator ed- goal. Effective, wait. In- individual, individual educator goal? Educator I don't even know goal. what it stands for. That's bad. It's something you have to do for the state. Right. Yes. And I mean, yeah, some districts, they call it an SLO. And it's you're like, showing growth. You're from showing a growth. Exactly. And I group. chose fourth grade because I was. Um, focusing specifically on treble clef knowledge and wrapping that into recorder. And now I'm just worried, like, I'm not even going to get my final test done. So I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to make it all happen. And I'm sure it'll be fine. I mean, because most most of the time, every other grade, I say, well, that's okay. In second grade, if we don't get to blah, 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 we'll do it next year. Right. Because we are our own vertical alignment, yes, which is nice. you're feeding yourself. But when it comes to things like, I absolutely have to get this done because it's for my evaluation. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to have a bit of a panic. So, wish me luck. I'm I'm just gonna have to figure it just, out. Just, just, just accept. Be what it is. It, yes, you can't change it. I, I mean, know. you can try to, and uh, I know you know that if you try try to cram in too much, it just doesn't stick. Exactly. And I that's, mean, and yeah. then you're teaching you're doing law with second graders which I've done oh yeah know? and that's exactly I mean I'm not gonna get to law with first grade this year and I'm okay with that yeah. I'll do it in second grade next year and that's fine but for some reason just this fourth grade group I don't know they're a little bit on the I don't, I don't like the word slow they just need more time to mm-hmm. to process and things that have gone much quicker in the past with fourth grade have gone a little bit slower with this particular yeah, group. Yeah, and I'm trying to go at their pace because that's what we should do as educators is, you know, push them the right amount. But you wow. got to teach the kids in front of you, yeah, not the ones on the paper. But when I created this individual educator goal at the beginning of the year, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I wasn't aware of how difficult it would be for some of them to grasp some of these concepts. So, and then if they, if it, it is what it is, yeah. I there, I had a year where I did not get my full points, yeah, because my the kids did not 
they didn't like, show enough. They growth. didn't achieve what I predicted right. they could achieve by the end of the year. And it was like, oh, I beat myself up over it. But yeah, what I mean, what can you do? Sometimes you, do? you have those groups of kids. And the other issue for me is the time management of I always want to make after spring break to the end of the year, like its own little perfect little unit, mm-hmm. because to me that just, it just seems so logical, but I forget how short of amount of time that is in our district. We had what, seven weeks, I think from the end of when we came back from spring break to the end of the year. Yeah, I think that's it. And then of course you've got field day wrapped up. You've got yeah. all of their field trips, We've got all of testing their assemblies. Days. We had snow days. We had another day off because oh, I'm of gonna talk about safety that. issues. That's my low. In our in our Colorado area. Okay, well I won't steal it from you. Uh. So anyways, there's just it's a lot and I'm I'm upset that I personally didn't start this unit of Trouble Clef and recorder sooner, but well, it is what it is. It is. Moving on. Yeah. All, all right. So that's my low. I mean, yay for summer, but boo for <laughs> the lack of time that I have. You can only do so much. Exactly. Yeah. Moving on. All right. So you have a low too. I wow. do. We're, we're I... Debbie Downers today. Well. But that's okay. Yeah. We're, we're keeping it real. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I guess I, I certainly hope this is not the new normal, but in our district, I don't know if it was... I thought it was national news. Oh, it was definitely national news. Was it? Yep. Okay, because um, my... Because my mom called. Okay, well, my my extended family in Louisiana didn't mention it, and neither did I. I just let it go. Well, and there's other reasons why that was a good idea to let that go. Um, (laughs) But, uh, yeah, so not... Was it a week ago? Yeah. Oh, actually a week ago today. It was a week ago today. Mm -hmm. So we had not a snow day. We had a stay home because there's a crazy person with a firearm wandering around the front range of Colorado day. Yeah. Uh, What do we call that day? I don't know what they even call it. I I have a word for it, but I don't think it's appropriate to say on the podcast. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Uh, (laughs) And it was not just our district, but it affected... Um, 20 districts. Yeah, it there was were 20 districts much... who called off school so students could and teachers and admin, everybody could stay home because there was a, a threat. A threat. A yes. credible threat. A credible threat. A woman in Florida who was apparently obsessed with the Columbine event that happened 20 years ago and um, came to Colorado and procured a firearm pretty quickly. And then yeah. they didn't know where she was. She right. was around, wandering, uh, who knows. And so we had no school. And it was a beautiful spring day. Yeah. Um, and yet I, I second-guessed whether or not I should let my kids, like, wander and play outside, which yeah. is so silly. Uh, anyway, so that that's a low just for for us as a civilization. It is. Um, for so many, I'm not going to get political or any of that stuff, but it just makes me sad that that is... That that's, that's going to be a thing. That's going to be the new normal. I gosh, I hope it doesn't happen again. I hope this is just a fluke thing. But yeah, that's really ridiculous. And our district, Jefferson County Public Schools, we are the district where Columbine is. And um, I went to high school nearby Columbine. I was supposed to go to Columbine until a newer high school opened up. Yeah. And when Columbine happened, I was teaching. I would. I remember I was teaching kindergarten right at that time. Wow. Because a kindergarten teacher told me what was happening and we yeah. went into the library and we watched the news and it was horrific and oh, yeah. um anyway and that that was just devastating to um you know experience in the district it was such it was it was just a really hard time yeah. for the district overall 
And absolutely. Um, anyway, so my idea is that we should have spring break like right around April 20th. You know, I had, yeah, somebody else suggested that too. Like, I know really March should. would be long. But I was thinking before this happened, I was like, "Oh no, the 20th anniversary is coming." Yeah, I'm I'm a little nervous, and I remember feeling relieved because it's on a sa- it was on a Saturday. Yeah, yeah. And I thought, okay, well, maybe it'll be okay. Yeah. It's on a Saturday, it makes things a little bit more easy to deal with. Whenever it's on been on a school day, it's just been kind of like this cloud over the day. Yeah. And, uh, so I was like, "Yeah, it's on a Saturday," but oh well, it doesn't stop some yeah. people. Um, so I just thought that was a very low in general for us, you know, in the school district in Colorado, like in the United States, nationwide, nationwide, it's just a low when you have to call off school because of that. I mean, she basically, this, the suspect held us all hostage. Yeah. We were basically held hostage. Yeah. In our own homes. Yes. Yeah. Anyway. It's a very sad situation. I guess for me, the only silver lining to it, well, I mean, maybe there's some silver lining in general, but just the fact that it didn't, she was not able to get to a school. She was not able to do anything that she had said maybe that she had hinted at she was thinking of doing because of the presence of yes you know the police force and the fbi and we are and, very thankful that we have vigilant yeah you know yeah, we had there was there was a good response you th- you hear so often about some of these school mass shooters and the question always becomes you know well why why didn't anybody know why were there no signs why you know so i feel like at least in this situation maybe not quick enough if she was able to get a firearm but that's mm-hmm. another issue but the fact that we were aware of this person and that yeah, it was extreme and sad measures that we had to stay home from school, but at least there were actions taken. Do you yes, know what I'm saying? that's true. So mm-hmm. if there is a bright side, I guess, it's that we were safe and our children were safe. Yeah. Yeah. And it's done. Yep. So now it's time for our main theme... And we are going to be talking about our summer dreams and schemes. Yeah, it might be a little early for us to talk about this. And I mean, you know, is it going to get us just too anxious for the no, summer to start? I think not. I mean, it's a little late. Here <laughs> Maybe it's just my positive spin on what I was saying earlier about being so down in the dumps about how behind I'm feeling. But, well, yay, at least there's summer to look Wasn't forward to. Wasn't it Charles Schultz through the peanut strip that said... Um, happiness is having one thing to look forward to and nothing to dread? Or was it three things to look forward to and nothing to dread? I don't know. Let's go with that, though. Okay. Three so things here, to look forward exactly, to. Exactly. We've got three things. We've got three things. We're going to talk about some personal things. dreams and schemes, some things we want to accomplish in our personal life this summer, some professional dreams and schemes, and then we're going to finish by talking about our plan for our Summer, summer Book, Book Club. Club 2019. Yeah. Part two. So let's start with uh, personal dreams and schemes. What are some things that <laughs> you are hoping to accomplish personally or focus on personally? whether it's with your family or just uh-huh. you on your own. Do you want me to go first, Tanya? Well, you look like you're thinking. No, I, I, okay. I know other people do this as well. Yeah. Uh, what I'm about to say. 
I always think that summer is this huge chunk of time where I'm going to get to do all the things exactly. and accomplish all my goals and I'm going to lose 30 pounds and go on an awesome vacation of my dreams and establish like these routines in my life and yeah. organize my entire school year and you know it's just going to be beautiful and and then I'm like whoa what happened it's sometimes August. I feel like I think that way about like my weekend. Oh, I don't. I, I can't even get the laundry done during the <laughs> Let weekend. Let alone the whole summer. But, yeah. But that's why I think it's important to maybe just focus on maybe one or two things that are accomplishable. Is that a word? Yeah. Okay. Of course. Let's go All right. with that. All right. Well, my personal dreams and schemes are a little dull Seville. But, that's okay. Um, and it ties into my professional dreams and schemes yeah, as well. As they will. Um, I just, I got to get my you know what together i i have things <laughs> i need to i mean okay i'm not going to say marie kondo because while i i bought the book years ago and it's fun to watch the show that is not my style right i just can't it's not it, it's not going to work it's too tidy <laughs> well not the tidiness it's not about that it's just that i don't think that a oh, one size fits all so i don't true. Th i don't think it's going to fit me like yeah. um yeah, and it's also um, the, the whole the whole recommending like you do it until it's done and it's going to be this giant mess and you stay up late and deny yeah. yourself substance. I just that doesn't sound not fun. Gonna, it makes me cranky. Yeah, and um, yeah, in these days with no thyroid, I just can't. Yeah, I can't do that. I got to be um, a little more attentive to my my health. Anyway, oh, yeah. um, so. I got to organize things. I've got to declutter. I've got to, um, you know, get purge some things. I have got music manipulatives in the garage and in my home office and at school in places where they should be. Yeah. And then at school in places that they shouldn't be. I have got so much foam. I don't know why I keep buying <laughs> so the much foam. foam. I have so much foam. Like the little foam shapes you're talking about. Yes. The foam shapes. I also have so many, many erasers. <laughs> yeah. And someone needs to stop me. And then I just get excited because I'm like, but I don't have these many erasers. And I need to organize them. And I, the thing is, I've done haphazard attempts in the past. And there have been times when things are a little bit organized. Mm -hmm. And then a flood of stuff happens where I buy new things and I make new things. And I just got to get my stuff together at home and at school. Sounds so good. So that is my big personal dreams and schemes. Oh, yeah. Okay. And I want to lose the 30 pounds again, oh. too. Well, yeah. I've gained quite a bit of weight since uh, I lost my thyroid and I got to get back with it. Yeah. That makes sense. Anyway. Um, well, um, my personal dreams and schemes, I'm going to focus more on, like, fun like family kind of stuff oh yes fun's good. i mean and and it's again just basic but like i want to just be outside more this summer and i want to make sure that we're keeping like screens in check myself included because mm -hmm. it's so easy to get sucked into instagram and pinterest and facebook and reading goofy articles and youtube videos and i just want to make sure that i am keeping my screen time in check which is then setting example for my children. So yes. we are so lucky where I live, where my home is. We're right on the edge of a open space. And so we have hiking trails, like literally out our backyard. So I just want to make sure we're hiking more. And um, we're going to go camping more this summer. We didn't even go camping at all last summer, which is odd for our family. So we're going to try to get to Yellowstone and the Tetons. And so just being outside, less screens, more outside time. Definitely. That's one of my big 
kind of personal dreams and schemes. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm going to see my family, too. Well, yeah, I wasn't trying to apply the two words. No, no. But when I, I, just, <laughs> I don't have the specifics with them down yet. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. still planning We're your working out vacays on a road and trip. all that stuff. We're, yeah, forgetting now. Yeah. Well, yeah, there's always there's always some vacay time mixed in there. But Yeah. All right, so let's talk about professional dreams and schemes. I mean, yes. you kind of mentioned the organization bit. Uh-huh. So one of mine um, is along the lines of organization, but it's very specific to clinicians' notes. So I am at a point now where, you know, I've been going to Saturday workshops and conferences so long now that I have piles and piles and piles of clinicians' notes. Mm -hmm. And I've never taken the time to really organize them and not just organize them, but really go back and go through them again and pull out some of those things that I thought in the moment, like, wow, that was a really great song or a really great activity. But because I didn't make a point to, like, put it in a concept plan or put it in a place where I would find it during the school year, then I forgot about it. Yeah. So my goal is to go through all of my clinician's notes, organize them. I'm thinking by presenter. Is that Have how I you've done you my it? notebooks? I think so. And I think that's where I was thinking. I've got, yeah, I've got a lot of, a lot of notes. Yeah. And I did organize that, those by, by presenter because yes. that's how my brain works. Exactly. Because I'll, I'll be remember. like, oh my gosh, what was mm -hmm. that activity we did with Nissa Brown? Yeah. And then like, I go and I just pull it and there it is. Exactly. And I'm pretty good at remembering like the who. Yes. Um, not always, like I'm actually not good about putting it into my concept plan. But for some yeah. reason, I, I'm, I'm still able to access it. And I sh that would be like, Another step up for me is to like right. put it in concept plans and um, cross-reference it. Exactly. And then someone was saying, oh, well, you should put them all on, you know, on Dropbox or Google Drive and like... Like scan PDF. every page? Yeah, and you know what? Oh, no, that's, that's not, not happening. That's not for me. That's not happening. No, I'm no. not going to do that. But no, that's, that's what it is for me is the organization piece is step one. And that's really the small step comparatively. Step two then is to go through my concept plans simultaneously and just clean some things up. Yeah. I just, there's some songs I'm ready to recycle out because yeah. I've been doing them for years and I'm over it. Yeah. Or, you know... I'm questioning now authenticity or mm -hmm. cultural awareness. And I also want to just include more Spanish language songs, not necessarily all of Mexican heritage, but just Spanish language songs because mm -hmm. so many of my students are Spanish speaking students. I have been adding a lot more since the Oak Conference yeah. because we got some that I was like, oh, I don't know this one. Exactly. So, but really like good. going through and like purging things from my concept plan. Mm -hmm. I'm going to Marie Kondo my concept plans. Yes. I'm going to purge now some that, things. I totally and I'm agree. Put back in some new things just just to refresh myself and also be more culturally aware and responsive yes. to the students that I have in and front of me. And you know what along those lines I just want to put in a like a little word of it's okay to not do a song because you don't like it. Exactly. Like I, know. I was looking over um some co a concept plan and I was like looking at the song Teddy Bear. Oh, yeah. Which I have used and yeah. I just I hate that song. Yeah. Um because it just it's just tedious. Um, I don't like it. I think it's very, no. subject-wise, it's very young. Yeah. Like, and I always feel dorky yeah. when I'm doing it with kids. And so I just took it out there. Yeah. there. I was like, why? Well, I don't, there's other there's great other doe songs I could do. don't need to do Teddy Bear. Yeah. And there's no reason. It's not like it was a minstrel song or anything. I mean, as far as I know. Yeah. But I don't need to do Teddy Bear. Yes. Yeah, just over it. Yeah, I'm feeling that way. I mean, this one comes up a lot, but like 
snail, snail. I just, I think I need a break. I think the only reason why... <laughs> Do the Irish one, like Susan Brumfield has. Which one's that again? Um, You know what? I can't remember the title, but okay. it's in her... Uh... It's it's in her Irish collection. Well, and I can't. Or, I'm sorry. I, is it Scottish? Scott. Yeah. It's yes, Scottish. Sorry, Scottish. The over. Well, yeah. Scottish and and British too. Isn't yes. It? Um. The only reason I think I've continued to do snail snails. I just love my snail puppet. I uh-huh. just love my little Sammy the snail. The snail He's, puppet can sing anything. And that's Gary. what it is. And it's like I know that I probably have other snail songs probably yeah. in all of these clinician notes. Uh huh. I just need to go through it. It doesn't and have all to be a snail go, song. Oh, if no, you have I know that. The puppet can sing Beyonce if you want. <gasps> Beyonce. We were talking about Beyonce off mic. We'll get to that later. No, um, I, yeah, I just need to, yeah, allow myself to say I need a couple years off of snails. Oh, yeah. And then maybe I'll come back to it and maybe I won't. Well, see, that's one that I, I could see, like, taking some time off but then coming back to. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, that's kind of my big professional dream and scheme is, is to go through clinician's notes and then update my concept plans with all the little gems that I'm finding in my clinician's notes. Yes. Yes. Definitely. No, that's that's actually fun. It's one of those things that I dread doing. Yeah. And then when I sit down to, to put in the notes in the notebook and all that, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's great because... It's yes. just like a um, a good collection, a song collection. Like you go in for one thing, you're like, okay, Leanne Gardner did this thing, and you go looking for that one thing. But then you're looking through, and you're like, oh my gosh, I can't. Remember. I, I remember, remember this. When we that did was this. so good. And, exactly. It's and like so, a little treasure hunt. It's like a scavenger hunt. Right. And maybe I like reward myself. Like every time I finish a concept plan, I'll like take myself out for ice cream. I don't know. <laughs> that doesn't go with the losing 30 pounds no, it doesn't plan. go with that. Okay, go for a hike then. You know, go it's for just, a hike. Wow, yeah. Like, I like big goals that have small chunks within them. That's mm-hmm. how my brain works. I think that's how a lot of people's brains works. But, yeah. like, okay, I finished, you know, my So Me concept plan, and I'm really happy with it. Right. And now, oh, I finished all my first grade concept plans. I'm really happy with yes. those. And how then, do you eat an elephant? Moving on with life. One, One bite, bite at, at a time. time. Okay. That's yes. my plan. I'm just quoting another podcast that I heard this morning. Oh, yeah, nice. I've heard that that that's like a thing, right? I mean, oh yes, that's it's a, a famous thing. thing. Okay, yeah, because when they said it on the podcast today, I said it along with them. I got it. Yeah, yeah. one bite at a time. All right. Um, did I talk about my professional dreams? Well, you talked about organiz- organization. Yes, Does that kind that's of all just go all over the place. Um, actually, professionally, I really got to get. I mean, my personal organization is is also piggybacked off of my professional because I'm kind of um, being forced to really organize professionally because next year, as you know, Gary, I will be traveling Yeah. to more than one school. Yeah. And I have not done that in 24 years. Yeah. Um, I did that at the very beginning of my career. And okay. since then, I've been the solo teacher at one school. And for a number of years, we even had another team coming into our school because we were so large. Right. Well, now our school population has diminished enough that we can't, at our school, um, afford, support three AMP, you know, art, music, and PE teachers. Right. And so we are going to be going to another school in addition to teaching the whole population of our original school. And um, the other school that we're going to teach at is kind of a mountain school it's in our district but it's say it's definitely a mountain school yeah it's kind of far 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 away yeah it's going to be like a 47 minute commute from my house 
Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. It'll and be a pretty drive. Yes. Most times. I'm, I'm looking on the bright side. Um, <laughs> but here's the, well, there's lots of amusing things. But uh, the funny thing is I didn't teach sixth grade this year. Right. Because they are now at the middle school. Yeah. But next year I'll have sixth, seventh, and eighth. Yeah. Yeah. And to remind me, it's like sixth, seventh, and eighth a general music class, right? Or you expect to do like choir? Like okay. what is your expectation? So I think seven eight is considered middle school at this school. Okay. And that's going to be combined seven eight. Oh, they are together. And I think it is still a general music class. Okay. Which and I haven't I to be fair, I haven't talked to um the principal yeah, there. You're still but trying to I think it, it can be like what I want to make it. Okay. So um, what I'm thinking of is going in with just like solid units, like um, perhaps ukuleles don't have them, yeah. <laughs> perhaps, you know, a drum unit right. or even if we're doing bucket drumming, like right. I'll just, I, I can't do, well, okay, I can give the musical experiences yeah. that will be fun and exciting for them. Yeah. And I am not expecting that I am going to like, make music literacy happen you know oh right for seventh and eighth grade no right so anyway and that's really that's how i came into my current school now mm-hmm. with my sixth graders now and my sixth graders the last two years although my sixth graders now were fourth graders when i came so i was able to give them some literacy yeah. things and they really i mean enjoy we will it. do some literacy they have had music well, in the past yeah. years and i mean you can weave it in yeah. but the way i structured it was each trimester was a different like unit so to speak so right. i did like world music drumming one trimester guitar second trimester and third trimester is piano exactly and then wove the music literacy stuff and some singing and some games in with it right. but really the instrumental experience was what drove the units and i think that works well for a middle school model because in my mind sixth grade is you know and even though they're in elementary school, I, they still want us to really start giving them some more of that middle school model experience. Right, right. So that's yeah. where I've been. So I just need to, I need to plan out my year yeah. with this particular school. Um, and then the other thing is, because we're going to two schools, instead of doing a three-day rotation, um, well, I guess it's really a one-day rotation, where I see, like, a group of classes that are kindergarten through fifth grade like the blue classes of kindergarten through fifth grade on one day, and then yeah. the yellow classes on the next day, and then the red classes on the third day, and then we keep repeating. Yes. So that's what we do now. Right. But because of us being at an additional school, from what I understand, it's going to be two weeks at our home school, one week at the other school. So we'll do a one-week rotation. Right. So I'll see a group... One um, week on, two weeks one off. One week on, two weeks off. Yeah. Which is, I'm not done. I'm not done that. I've heard mixed reviews. Some teachers, I think, really like that model. I can imagine that, like, once you get into the week that you can really um, do a lot with, the, with yeah. the group if you're seeing them every day. But then they go away. That's my issue. For two is, weeks. Yeah. And I would... Yeah, and if you're doing know. any sort of performance preparation, what does that look like? Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm very curious how you end up liking it. Because I do know some music teachers who prefer that. and I, I know art people who prefer it. But it definitely makes sense for art in my brain because... You start the project. You start a project, you, you end a project. Yeah, yeah it, but music, I feel like it would be a little harder within my scope Yeah, of so I need but... to get my head around that and get organized because yeah. it's going to be challenging with the commute. Sure. So I need to have my ducks in a row 
like so I'm not also scrambling with this new model. Yeah. And also keep in mind that um, my husband is the art teacher, and so he also has the same pairing. So this yeah. is also going back to whole my whole personal like get organized, get my you know what together. Yeah. Because. Um, as a family, this can really like affect this, us the oh, entire yeah. year. It'll also be my son's first year in high school. Yeah. So we've got to get it like we got to know what's going on. I got to know place. two weeks from now where everyone's going to be on that Tuesday night. Like we've yeah. got to get it together. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, all right. <laughs> Wish you luck there, Tanya. I don't know what else to well, say. I have the whole summer. You have the whole summer to I will figure do that and go to the Greek islands. There you go. No, I'm not doing that. No. That would be nice. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on, because this is still kind of part of professional dreams and schemes. Yes. Is to do another summer book club. Yes. So last year we read uh, World Music Pedagogy Volume 2. Is that yes. correct? Mm -hmm. Um, Which was an excellent book. We which really I've enjoyed been referring it. back to quite yeah. a lot. And, and it sounded like, based on the feedback of our listeners, that many people read along with us and mm -hmm. enjoyed it. So we thought we'd bring back Summer Reading Club. Yes. So here we go, the official announcement. Are we ready? Yes. We are going to be reading Teaching for Musical Understanding, the third edition by Jackie Wiggins. Wiggins. Is yes. that how you pronounce this book? Yes. And this is something that Tanya has had in her library, and you've read a little bit, but I've not, read bits and pieces. I have but not it was read all the way recommended through. Recommended to you by Nissa, Nissa Brown, Brown mm -hmm. who is an amazing educator, um, Kodai-inspired educator, but yep. you know embraces lots of other. I wouldn't say like philosophies, but just other ways of thinking. Yes. I know she did a, um, a workshop on constructivism well, and for this us, is what which this is really book, cool. Yes, exactly. So just knowing that she recommended this book, mm -hmm. we're both very excited to check it out. Yeah, so this book, I mean, it's very uh, theoretical, but I mean, also enjoy enjoyable. Um, but it's really about making things student-centered. Yeah rather than teacher-centered. And I know that in our Kodai world that that is a criticism that comes up over and over again. Totally. Is that if we're looking, a lot of people think that oh, old school, very traditional Kodai is all teacher-driven. And, and that doesn't have to be the case yeah. by any means. And that does not define what Kodai teaching is. Right. Um, but anyway, so this it teaching... Is, it's a fault of... of I mean. I notice it with my own teaching, mm -hmm. that that's something that... It's an easy thing to fall into, Yeah, for and sure. I, I'm constantly having to remind myself to give the students more opportunities yep. for choice. And, and whenever I feel like a sage on the stage, and yeah. that's when I have to stop and go, okay, now we need to like break into small groups or, or you know. Yeah. Whenever I give student choice, that really gets them um, more engaged and more excited and more buy-in from the students. Totally. So, so this is about that, and that's been something that I know you have been thinking about as well. Yeah. Um, that I've been thinking about uh, for a while now is how do we give more ownership to the students? And there's there's different ways that I know we both have done it. I know centers is a really centers or station yeah. is a really good way to do that, but there can be more. Yeah, too. there's more to it. Then, and I know for sure. project based learning is another uh -huh. thing that uh, people talk about that being something where the kids have a lot of more ownership because they're working more on a project. Yeah. But anyway, I just wanted to like synthesize it with just a little bit more yeah. stuff. To me, it's about giving students more opportunity for higher level thinking definitely. and definitely higher levels of rigor. And as much as I'm not like a, 
you know, 100% base everything off, you know, my teacher evaluation all the time because I understand sometimes that just is what it is. But I think that's for me where it shows up is on my teacher evaluation when my principal says, well, what opportunities do you have for some of those higher level thinking skills? And Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, I don't know. We're just playing songs on the recorder, you know? <laughs> and, well, how am I allowing them to push that farther, that right. thinking farther? And where is the level of rigor? And, you know, all of those kind of things. Then it, it does pop up on the, on the rubrics, you know? Well, where yeah. Where is their collaborative learning? Well, we do some small group stuff, but could I be doing more, you mm-hmm. know? So it's not that what we're doing is bad, no, but no. obviously. But there's so much to organize. In... Yeah, when you're thinking about teaching a week's worth of lessons or even a day's worth of lessons, there's so much to organize and to think through that really this kind of deeper level like how do we get to that more rigor or higher level thinking that's got to happen during the summer I mean yeah I'm sorry but like on a Sunday night when I'm like churning out a second grade lesson that I hadn't thought of like (laughs) doing before then let's be honest I'm not gonna then after I've got everything you know, of what's happening, Yeah, I'm probably not going to be, okay, now where is my deeper... Where can I, yeah, and I think it's time management, you know, Mm -hmm. making sure that, I mean, all of these good, solid pedagogical things that happen within the Kodai philosophy are still happening, you know, your prepare, present, practice is still happening, but then how can we, you know, wrap in some of these moments of critical thinking, yes. student-led, student choice. So anyways, I'm pretty pumped and jazzed about I am too. this book. Yeah. Um, and it's funny because we were just looking it up on Amazon and Barnes and & Noble. And and um, it's I have a, the second edition. Yeah. And when you look at the third edition, um, it mentions that. Oh, now I've lost it. How bad of It me. was talking specifically. It was mentioning. Okay, I lost it too. <laughs> It was talking specifically about, like, cultural... The third edition takes a cultural, psychological perspective, giving more attention to social cultural influences. Wow, that ties in so well with this world music pedagogy that we were just doing last summer. And so I'm really interested to see, even though I have to buy the book again, (laughs) I'm interested to see, um, you know, the... Well, now I can do like this whole comparison thing. I can yeah. just sit with my two editions. You can go back and, and go. Forth. Well, that sounds yeah. really geeky, so Tanya, exciting. But um, so, anyways, um, if you don't already own this book, we'll we'll definitely link to it in our show notes, and you can go ahead and grab your own copy if you want to read along with us this summer. Yes, we were just glancing at it, and it's the the book itself is in three large sections, mm-hmm. three large parts. So we'll probably break it down like that, unless we see a more logical way to do it. Yeah. Um, it it might be. Some some deep thinking, learning, reading for the summer, but at the same time, like Tanya mentioned, this is the time to be doing it. This is the time. And if you do it with us, we're all in it together. We are. And it'll be fun. It will be. So grab a copy of the book if you want to join us. We'll probably start those podcast episodes in, in June, June yeah. I would guess. So and you've got some time to start yeah. reading. And it's the Teaching first for Musical Understanding chapters. by Jackie Wiggins. Yes. And now it's time for our Work Smarter, Not Harder teacher tip. What you got, Carrie? Well, I just want to share the value of having a good, solid, simple anchor chart in the music room. Ah. I'm somebody who is very cautious about putting too many things up 
having a room that's too visually stimulating, having too much information on the wall at once. Can I ask you a little side question? Yeah. I just, I have to ask because this happened to me today. Okay. Do you ever, because I've got my hand signs, I've got my mountain. Oh, yes. Yes, with my low la and low so and then do re mi fa so la ti do and Uh all the way back down again. And, And I don't cover them up. Nope. And I let the, that go. So it was um, first grade today, yeah. and I was talking. You always know when you're talking too long with first graders. Yep. They let you know. But um, have you ever been, like, talking to your class, and then you notice that they're not listening to, some are not listening, and they're doing hand signs They're randomly instead? hand signing. I'm like, you don't mm-hmm. hand sign when we are hand signing, yeah. but now we're hand signing. Yep, totally. Okay, good. Not just me. I have my hand signs permanently in the back of the room as a reference and then I have these little velcro ones that I stick up in the front of the room oh so, so you're I, good like you do like take down and put well on. and they're not up in I mean they, they come and go as needed so right. and I don't do hand signs with first grade I do yeah. body signs but well, anyways, I do so I am I am a little bit more cautious of what I have in the front of the room because when we're doing stuff on the smart board and that's kind of like our home base um most of the visual stuff that we refer to is more in the back of the room so they actually have okay. to physically turn around if they want to peek at something, which makes it harder for them to be distracted. Okay. That would be my tip for that. But specifically, I want to talk about this one anchor chart, and I, I'm going to post a picture of it okay. on our Instagram and our Facebook once this um, podcast episode is released. But um, it's a, I call it the rock and Rhythms chart, Ooh. and it's just a very simple chart that I made just randomly one day where it's got whole note, half note, quarter note, paired eighth notes and then 16th notes four 16th notes together and the chart is here's what it looks like here's what it sounds like so I like it talks but you know like it'll say ta you know next Mm -hmm. to the chord note here's how many beats it takes up and here's its quote-unquote real Real name name. and that one chart is the one that the kids look at the most and in the most like totally appropriate ways so like for example we were doing stations like a week or two ago and i had just introduced the real names to the second graders Uh um through eighth notes they don't technically know 16th notes yet but what i had was a matching game where they had to match the note to its name just simple straight up and hey i was using foam shapes so there you go tanya but i was so proud because i kept seeing them look over at that chart and go okay no wait that's the half oh yeah that's half note and they were checking themselves so you know while i'm i'm saying don't have an anchor chart up for every single thing all the time. That's my one that's up all the time because they refer to it. And all so it's the time. one chart with several rhythms. It's one chart that has whole note, half note, quarter, eighth note, sixteenth. So okay. yes, technically the second graders are seeing sixteenth notes, but they were referring to it to check themselves in this. So game. you don't tea tick or tick a tea in it. Oh no, no. Okay. Yeah, good point. So or no, it, nope. It's just kind of the basic building block ones. Okay. Because I figured by the time we're getting to syncopa and tom t and single eighth notes and all that, they're probably not so much looking at the chart. Although they might. But I do have like a full word wall of like all the rhythms. Yeah. But again, this one is just like a real simple basics. It's on a chart that I can move around to different parts of the room cool. depending on what we're doing, and it's just it served me well. Nice. And it's old school. It's just handwritten on a piece of poster board that's been laminated. Handwritten. But sometimes those are the best kind. Yeah.
And now it's the CODA section, where we each give a personal or professional recommendation of something we've been enjoying. Yeah. Tanya's going to go first. Okay. Uh, well, I believe I was professional last time. So now I'm going to be personal. It doesn't matter. It doesn't Just matter. Do, do your thing, Tanya. I'm going to do the thing. Okay. Um, so my family and I have been listening to audiobooks in the car. Uh-huh. Um, and, you know, that's so much fun. Yeah. And we have been listening to um, a book by Trevor Noah called Born a Crime, Stories from a South African Childhood. Wow. And he reads the book. Okay. And that is, it's just, I mean, it's a fantastic book, but then to hear him read it is just perfect. He does accents so well. Like now, when he talks about members of his family, and yeah. it's, it's just amazing. He's the guy in the Daily Show, yes, right? Yes, okay, took good. over for John Stewart Thank you. Okay, on the Daily I was just Show. making sure mm -hmm. I had a reference of yeah. what we were talking about. And it, you know, it's really interesting because, um, I mean, I like Trevor Noah, but I've never been like an avid must-see-everything-Trevor-Noah-does uh -huh. kind of person. Yeah. Um, and frankly, like I can't stay up and watch those things. Right. Yeah. Um, or, and, and when it comes down to it, like watching things on Netflix or YouTube, like I just never remember to watch like late night shows yeah. or even Saturday Night Live unless they come up for whatever right, reason. Right. I mean, I'm more apt to watch like a series. Yeah. So anyway, um, and Trevor Noah, I was like, oh, I can tell he's really, you know, intelligent, knows yeah. his stuff, but I never thought he was particularly funny. Yeah. He's really funny. He's really funny. He really okay. is. Um, and so it's just a really awesome book. And um, there's a lot of cursing in the book. My children, um, my daughter is nine and my son is 13. And I think I'm just over the whole language thing. Like, yeah. I mean, I don't want them using like this colorful language all the time, but this is... About knowing your audience. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I just have to... There's There's been a few times where I'm like, oh, uh, that was a lot of F-bombs right there. And then we just roll on. Well, they have been like reciting the Hamilton soundtrack for well, quite yes, some years. This is true. <laughs> I'm but... not judging. I think it's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Well... You know, we, we understand there's a time and a place that yeah. it's appropriate. Yeah. Um, my ch children don't curse at home. Yeah. And we, They're just whatever. Words. But it, I, I would hate for them to miss out on things like these wonderful stories in this book. Yeah. Because. So the content itself is appropriate. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And very illuminating. Yeah. Like, just growing up in South Africa. I mean, and also because his father is white. Yeah. Mother, uh, African, black, not yeah. African American. No. Um, yeah. African. Yes. And it's just really, it's fascinating. And you know, I, I just, there's just so much to it. Yeah. And we're not done yet. We just have a couple more chapters. But okay. it's been fantastic to, to listen to as a family. Cool. Can I borrow when you're done? Well, <laughs> it's on Audible. So, oh, never mind. And they're not paying me to say no, that. But I'll get my own. That's fine. I, th I bet you can check it out of the library. I bet I could. Yeah. I'm a big library fan. So what about you? What's your... Well, I we alluded to it before, but I just have to say, I am just all about Beyonce these days. <laughs> just sounds so funny. Uh. I'm not a huge hip-hop fan. Um, or popular music fan in general. And I've always kind of enjoyed Beyonce from the peripheral. Like, I've respected her talent and her right. creativity, and she's I mean, a force she to be reckoned with. Yeah. 
But, oh my goodness, I watched Homecoming on Netflix, which is the video footage of her. The latest and greatest. It's, yeah, so it's her performance at Coachella. There were two performances that she did, so it goes back and forth between the two, which is really jarring at first because the outfits are similar but keep changing. Like, they're the exact same outfits, but one night was yellow and the next night was pink, or vice versa, I'm not sure. So all of a sudden they'll flip between the two, but you don't, like... It's so in sync that you don't realize that it's... And all of a sudden I was like, wait, is it a lighting trick? Like, what's uh-huh. happening? And then you realize later, like, at least I realize It's that later, internet controversy, like the blue and... No, it's like it's literally cold. two different outfits. And, like, okay. it becomes more obvious as I watch. And I felt like, oh, well, maybe I should have known that already. But that's not the point. The point is, it's just a really amazing, creative, artistic performance. And I'm starting to appreciate and enjoy you know, hip-hop music more and more through Beyonce. Um, It's, um, you know, to go back to the children, I mean, there's definitely some some adult content and some language, so just be careful about what you want your children to be seeing. It's no, you know, secret that Beyonce likes to flaunt her sexuality and her femininity and her female power. And anyways, it's just um, a really powerful, amazing performance. And then it's filmed like a documentary in that in between parts of the show, you get to see backstage. Like how long is it? Oh, gosh. I want to say the full thing on Netflix is probably about two hours because I think the actual performance itself was like an hour and a half. Really? And it's wow. it's like a mini musical. I mean, it is choreographed. It is to the point where like songs are blending from one song to the next without missing a beat. Just the way that they meld. Oh, you're getting messages. The way that they're <laughs> melding the songs together, it like becomes like a mini medley in a way. Um, anyways, it's I'm I was just very impressed with the with the artistry and the musicality and I just I really really enjoyed it. We've reached the double bar line. Thank you for listening to Music Teacher Coffee Talk. Show notes can be found at Teaching Music Tanya's Kodai Aspiring Blog. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, just look for Music Teacher Coffee Talk. If you enjoyed the show, please consider subscribing, rating, and leaving us a review on iTunes to help others find this podcast. In fact, we are going to read another review Yay. that was left, um, I, I'm not sure how to say this, um, by C. Season or C. Keeson. I, I don't know how you would pronounce that, but um, it was left on February 20th. So the review reads, Thanks, ladies, for this wonderful resource. I am a veteran teacher of 16 years, but I get so much from hearing how you teach. Both of you are excellent teachers. I really appreciate your time and willingness to be so helpful to others. Being a music teacher can be lonely. I am happy to listen to your teacher talk because I'm right there with you. Very sweet. Oh, I love it. And we really appreciate that. Mm -hmm. So yes, please hop on iTunes if you haven't already and leave us a review and we might read yours next. Awesome. And next time we'll be talking about our end of the year gems, our favorite songs, activities, games that we like to kind of hold back until the very end of the year. Until next time, this is Carrie. And this is Tanya wishing you happy musicking.